Hello, welcome to another episode of the Money Chisme podcast. And today's Chisme, we are going to, you know, just have some money talks, especially geared to the immigrant community. And uh, with me today, I have Maribel from Our Wealth Matters, also known as your favorite immigrant money coach. So hi, everybody. My name is Maribel, the founder of Our Wealth Matters, aka your favorite immigrant money coach. As I believe more immigrants need to know how they can legally earn, save, and invest their money irrelevant of their immigration status. Uh, so now that extra money that you, uh, that you have or... Um, I guess what's the next step after that? Yeah. Now we can get into, I guess, the investing portion. So if you have a business, you can open that solo 401k. If you work for somebody else in a W-2, you can look into putting money into your own 401k if your employer gives you a match. That means you put in, so for example, I think some um, companies do like 6% match. It means you put 6% of your paycheck in and they'll match that and also put 6% of your check. So if 6% of your check is $100, they'll put an extra $100. The important thing to know about matches is that if you are getting a match from your company, that's money that already has your name written on it. When they uh, were thinking of hiring you, they were like, okay, this is how much it's going to cost us to hire this person on. That money was already allotted to you. It already mm -hmm. has your name on it. However, tienes que poner de tu parte. You have to put your own mm -hmm. money in first before they can match it so that they have something to match. Mm -hmm. So don't sleep on this if your company offers a match. Uh, definitely take advantage of that. Start putting in money in there. If you still have money left over after that, you can put money into an IRA. This is the reti individual retirement account. And this also helps you save on taxes. And you can open this again with companies that accept ITINs. Um, and this one doesn't depend on your employer. This one you can open up on your own. So you're you're free to use your ITIN when registering for this type of account. Mm -hmm. For 2023, this actually just got up to the maximum of 6,500 and you don't have to max it out. Poquito cuenta too. Mm -hmm. Like a little bit with once you have compounding interest is going to turn into more over the years. After that, you can also invest in a HSA, which is a health savings account. And for that, you need to have a high deductible health plan. Mm -hmm. If you're currently getting health insurance from your employer, it's usually a PPO or an HMO. Those are not high deductible health plans. So you probably don't qualify for this, but you can always you know, say, hey, I'm going to buy my own health insurance, do research and get a high deductible health plan that qualifies you for a high, uh, HSA. Mm -hmm. However, not all high deductible health plans qualify for an HSA. So that's where it takes a little bit more research. Um, and that's what's actually kept me from leaving my job mm -hmm. insurance part. <laughs> um, so I'm just like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. But the nice thing about this is that um, basically it's tax, it's pre-tax money mm -hmm. that you can use throughout the year for health expenses. But it if you don't use it by the end of the year, it doesn't expire. It just rolls into the next year. Mm -hmm. And that money, you can actually also invest it as well. And then when you, like once you're older, you're like in that retirement age, mm -hmm. you can use it. So it goes in tax-free. If it comes out for medical expenses, it comes out tax-free. Okay. And there was another like third tax benefit to this one, unless you live in California, because California likes Texas up the wazoo. <laughs> so um, once you're older, if you reach a certain age, 
they um, and you take it for non-health expenses because of your age, they won't tax you. They're just like, mm. you know what? It's it's fine, <laughs> <laughs> but it depends on your age at that point. Um, so that's where they, there's like a triple tax benefit for that one. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. Yeah, I didn't even know about the HSA one. Like, I just learned something. Sounds like new. a hidden gem, honestly. Right. I did. I've never heard of it. So uh, definitely, well, I don't think I'm eligible right now for sure, but um, definitely something to look in the future. Then you can start also investing in a personal brokerage account. Now, mm-hmm. this one's left more towards the end because it has no tax benefits. All the other accounts that we talked about, 401k, IRA, HSA, they're tax beneficial, which means whether at the beginning or towards the end, once you cash out the money, you're going to get some type of tax benefit Mm -hmm. off of it. But a personal brokerage account, you don't get any tax benefits. You get taxed when you earn the money. If it's W-2 income, once you invest it and you get dividends, you get taxed on those dividends. If it makes interest, you get taxed on that interest. And once you sell it, if you sold it for a gain, capital gains, you're going to get taxed on those capital gains. Mm -hmm. So you're just getting taxed on that money everywhere. The advantage of a personal brokerage account, though, is that you don't have to wait till retirement to get that money. You don't have to spend it on certain things to get that money. Mm-hmm. You can get that money. You can just be like, you know what? I have this X, Y, Z that I need to pay, um, you know, whether I want to take this luxury vacation or I want to get a down payment for a house and this and I don't want to get penalized for taking money out of these other types of accounts. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to your personal brokerage and just sell off the stock get the money, use it for whatever you need to without giving anybody an explanation of what you're using that money for Mm -hmm. um, in order to try to avoid penalties. And again, all of these steps that we're talking about, you can do with an ITIN um, depending on your working situation. Yeah, I didn't realize there were so many of these things. I mean, I knew 401k and IRA, um, didn't know the last few ones that you talked about. And I'm glad that people that have like an ITIN can, you know, participate for someone that doesn't understand because I know I had to explain it to my mom and and, you know I know I didn't know it whenever I had a 401k at one point I I was like I just knew it was like I I just heard like like, okay what's it doing how's it making money exactly and and then you just hear about it you're just like well I'm supposed to do something with it okay I'm just gonna put money I guess to it but yeah so definitely want to know what you know a 401k is and you know how that works so all of these are in a sense investing accounts so if you have a 401k or you have an IRA you're already an investor now we got to learn the information about like okay well what's it doing how does it Mm -hmm. work how can I get the most bang for my buck so what it means is that it's that money that you put in so like let's say 401k it's being invested in the stock market Mm -hmm. now um Companies will typically choose something that's like the default, but you, mm-hmm. if you go into it, you can usually have options of what things you can choose. Um, so there's also um, this thing called the FIRE movement. Basically, it stands for financial independence slash retire early, which is the concept that if you have a big enough number invested, mm-hmm. you will, um, you can actually stop working before the generally accepted retirement age, which I think is has gone up, right? It's not 65 anymore. Well, it depends when you were born. But yeah. 65 and later, people think you have to wait until you're 65 or older in order to start retiring. You actually don't. Mm-hmm. It's just once you are financially secure, which basically means like I can stop working, but my investments are generating enough money that they can sustain my lifestyle. 
-hmm. that's when you can retire honestly because mm -hmm. what what is the point of working unless you then at that point you can work because you want to not because you mm -hmm. have to so this is not a lifestyle just for the rich people or just who were born into money like we can do it too as long as we can harness the what's called um compounded interest and that comes from the stock market mm -hmm. so that's when we invest in the stock market so what is the stock market let's get into mm -hmm. that we typically don't just go to the stock market and invest our money in it. We do it through something called a brokerage company. Mm -hmm. And so imagine this. Brokerage companies are like a Walmart and a Target. So this would be like a Vanguard, Fidelity. There's different, many different brokerage companies out there. But imagine like Target and Walmart, they are the same type of thing, right? You can mm -hmm. go into those stores and you can find the same type of products. They're just competitors. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then... Inside them, the ones that have like a food aisle, you can buy an apple from Walmart. You can buy an apple from Target. They're mm -hmm. kind of different prices, but that's just because these are different companies, mm -hmm. right? So same thing. The brokerage companies, Walmart, Target, but you can buy an apple stock from each one of them. So imagine mm -hmm. the stocks are the products in there. There's also these things called index funds, which is just basically a basket of their of whatever they are tracking. So let's say S&P 500 tracks the top 500 companies in the United States. Mm -hmm. So think of it as you're going into Target and they have a special and they're like, hey, we have this specific product where we give you a basket of our top 500 selling items. And anytime that item now isn't selling as good, we will take it out and put in the next product that's now part of the top 500 selling items. And so you don't even have to manage it, right? You'll always just have the top selling 500 items. That's basically what the index fund is. You can be mm -hmm. more hands-off. You can just buy a share of that, be hands-off, and they kind of manage it, um, taking out stuff that is no longer performing the way it should be and putting in the new stuff that is performing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... This is how we think about it. If you start seeing those differences in prices, like I'm getting an Apple share from company A, but also mm -hmm. an Apple share from company B, why are they different? That's when we start looking into the fees. Okay, are they charging you anything for having your money invested? So for mm -hmm. example, a Vanguard, will, which is a brokerage company, um, for lo their low cost index funds, they charge 0.04% mm -hmm. of the money you have invested. Then there's also something like a Fidelity, which has something called a zero cost index fund. They charge you zero fees to mm -hmm. have your money invested there with them. Mm -hmm. And the reason for this is because they want you to have all your money there. And then once you grow as an investor, that then they can offer you other products because mm -hmm. you're already like, this is the company, you know, and that they'll yeah. make their money on the back end. So that's it's it's called like a loss leader which basically like it loses them money but mm -hmm. it they make money in later down the road by offering you other products okay so um i know it can be sketch when you're just kind of like they're doing this for free right mm -hmm. that that's the catch is that later when you grow they want to offer you their other products you're talking about like the index funds and how mm -hmm. you know they do it for you and i know you see it and i've seen it like these you know the the stock bros where they're like you know promoting day trading and stuff and I kind of oh like want to go over that and give like that disclaimer because I feel like um we, our community can be prone to fall for that mm -hmm. thinking that they're gonna be like oh you know be rich trading stocks so, yes. so what would so, be your disclaimer yeah yeah so the disclaimer for investing is that not every investment is gonna be a good investment 
this is where we kind of get back into the taxes and how to even avoid legally avoid taxes um, on some of your gains. So there's actually a tax law that if you own a stock, any stock for less than a year, you're going to get charged taxes based on regular income tax brackets. Then if you actually end up keeping a stock longer than a year, you mm -hmm. actually pay taxes based on a reduced tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So this can be the difference between paying 25% on a $40,000 gain versus a 10% on a $40,000 gain, just literally because of how long you kept it. So if you sold it one day before it was one year old, you're going to pay higher taxes than if you just waited an extra day, and then you're going to pay less taxes. Um, so this is where the stock bros, they're, they kind of move in, buy the stock, buy high, and then, uh, sorry, buy low and sell high, right? What doesn't matter on the timeline. So they will buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell. And if you actually look at some of the tax um, taxes of these people, they're like, oh my gosh, I just made, you know, like $25,000 this year already. It's mm -hmm. like, well, no, yeah, but how much have you already lost though? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter how much you've earned if your losses are greater overall your net, it has been a net loss. So I don't care how much you've made. I want to know like, how much did you actually get to keep? Um, so this is where a lot of my content focuses more on long-term investing, mm -hmm. which is minimum 10 years before you actually start seeing those gains. Because if we want to do an S&P 500 index fund, we're not trying to beat the stock market. We're mm -hmm. also not going to do worse than the stock market. We're literally just going to ride the wave of however the stock market performs. And I don't mind whether it goes up and down every single day because once we look at the last 100 years of data in the stock market, it goes up and down like a yo-yo day to day. But then when you zoom out to those 100 years, you can see it's going on an upward trend. And that's what we're trying to get on. That's the wave that we're trying to ride for our gains. So minimum, we have to leave it invested like 10 years versus mm -hmm. five days. Yeah, you start seeing gains and you start reducing the risk of losing your money in the stock market the mm -hmm. longer it's kept in there. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, and that's, I think, one thing that uh, we got to get into our mindset that we, mm -hmm. we're kind of like geared to kind of have that quick, you know, um, feedback or that quick result. We want that gratitude. Like it's, yeah. we don't, we don't want to do delayed gratitude. We want to do the whole, like, I want to see results now. Exactly. And for that, for that, you can have a high yield savings account. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you get 5% APY, you will get that. You will see that like building up day to day or week to week or month to month. Um, and you will slowly see that, but that's not what you want to do with your investments. Cause again, mm -hmm. when you do it short term, that's more like gambling. Yes. When you do it longer term, that's where you're an investor. So just mm -hmm. because you put your money towards something doesn't mean you're an investor. It just means, great, you're putting your money in there. But do you really understand what you're putting your money into or what money moves you need to make in order mm -hmm. to increase your chance of coming out with gains? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I agree. It's basically if you're doing all this like short term stuff, one, you're that's time that you're putting in to like be tracking it and you know mm -hmm. like I don't have time for that and and it's complicated to even yeah. you know that's uh, why I like that. index like funds I'm just like <laughs> I'm gonna buy a, a share of this and we're done like y'all take care of that shit um, exactly and so like you you there's people who just want to actually select right you can be mm -hmm. a single stock investor which means I buy 
um, so let's say you look at the basket and it has mm -hmm. Apple, Google, Facebook, all of that, which are part of the top 500 companies. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know what? I can do that. Like, I'll just do that. I'll just copy exactly what they do, mm -hmm. which you can do that. And that's called more of a single stock investor because you don't own the index fund. You don't own the basket. You mm -hmm. own the individual products inside the basket. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the same gains. Um, but what ends up happening also is that for that one, you need to be more hands-on mm -hmm. because as soon as a company starts not falling off of that, the index fund, the people who manage it, the brokerage company, they're going to take it out, replace it with the new hottest thing. Mm -hmm. But if you made your own basket, you got to be like aware. You got to be like, oh, oh, shoot, that one's doing bad. Okay, let me take it out. And let mm -hmm. me, uh, what, what else, what else do I buy? Okay, let me put it in. So that takes more time and effort in, to be a single stock investor than it does to be an index fund um, mm -hmm. investor. And then this also, the, the, the thing that sold me on index funds was because I was like, I don't got time and I don't to, to be managing it. Or to do the research, I don't even know how to research that. That mm -hmm. seems like it's going to take a lot of time. And like, it, it seems so complex. Like, I don't even know, you know, nobody in my family has done this before. How, where am I supposed to learn about how to do this? This seems like you're going to have to have some pretty top notch skills, right? Uh -huh. Um. So what the story that sold me on this was actually the bet between Warren Buffett and the Wall Street stockbrokers, where basically Warren Buffett bet they weren't stockbrokers, they worked for a company. So it's, it's I forget the exact name that mm -hmm. those type of companies are called. But basically, like they, what they do is um, day in and day out, they handle people's money and invest mm -hmm. it for them. Right. And so and they have a but they hire a bunch of stockbrokers and the stockbrokers are trying to, again, beat the stock market. So he went with these companies and he's just basically like, all right, if after a period of 10 years, you can beat the stock market, which would be like the gains of the S&P 500. If you can um, beat the stock market, I'm going to pay you a million thousand dollars. But if you're not able to beat the stock market, you're going to pay me a million dollars. Like you down? And so the companies are like, we're down. All right, let's do it. So this was a 10-year bet again. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> the bets that millionaires are able to make, right? They're just like, I pay you a million dollars, you pay me a million dollars. We got this. Right. So after 10 years, who do you think won? the the stock market the stock market yeah so warren buffett ended up winning like literally he's just like if you can beat the s&p 500 you got my money otherwise i get your money and so the stockbrokers were not able to beat the market the s&p 500 the returns which typically it's about 10 percent return year over year once you average it after 10 years so they were not able to get 10% gains for their clients year after year after year in a span of 10 years. Uh, and so Warren Buffett was like, he ended up winning the million dollars. And so mm. these people who work on Wall Street, they don't just work 40 hours a day trying to beat the stock market. We know they're probably like wired and they're trying to beat it even beyond mm -hmm. those 40 hours. They spent, it's literally their day job to try to beat the stock market. I got a nine to five over here. I ain't got time like that, mm -hmm. right? And if they spend that much time and they couldn't even beat the stock market, who the heck am I to think that I can beat the stock market? So you know what? I'll just invest in the index fund, which they couldn't beat and <laughs> takes less time to manage and costs less money. 
yeah, I'm gonna go with that option. So that's what actually ended up selling me. And I was like, all right, this sounds like the perfect investment for me and for my risk tolerance, which just basically means how much risk do you want to take on Mm -hmm. when while you're investing? If you want to be very conservative, you typically go to bonds because the risk is low and the return is low. Mm -hmm. If you go on a really high risky investment, the risk is high. Uh, Typically, if you get a good payout, it's high. But that's when you're you're risk adversity is like you're you're okay with taking a bigger risk Mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm in the middle it took me a lot of time and effort to build this money to get this money in the first place Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose it so you know what I'll just ride the stock market I'm not going to try to beat it but I know that I'm also not going to lose to the stock market nice yeah yeah that's that's a great explanation and a great reason why um, I don't see why people are, I mean, I, I, I could see why, cause you know, they do sell it like I made $25,000, yeah, but in reality, great, but, it's like, but how yeah. much did you invest? Yeah. No, how much did yeah, you have your to time, lose before you got your there? stress, like all that, you know? And so, so yeah, definitely wanted to make sure that, you know, I covered that, um, because I feel like when you're first learning to invest and stuff, that's very catchy it's out there. It's, God, I had I like I block a lot of them on my like TikToks and stuff because you'll see like, oh, so and so helped me through this, and you go and oh it's like gosh, yes. this is like stock market people like yeah trying to or it's like a to... total scam. They just want your money and they're exactly. like, yeah, we'll return like X amount, like a thousand or two thousand the next within like a week. That's uh-huh. probably a scam because yes. ain't no way. Again, like nobody can predict the stock market, which is why we have to go to like 10 year terms in order Mm -hmm. to start seeing gains, because literally we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in the stock market. The best data that we have to go off of is from the Mm -hmm. last hundred years. And we really only start seeing seeing trends, upward trends once you've been there for at least 10 years. That's why we're Mm -hmm. not like, oh, yeah, within two weeks, you're going to get, you know, thousands of dollars. That's not how it works. You are worth it. You got to know that Um, you're worth building that money up for um it's okay to have dreams it's okay to say hey there's one day where I don't want to be working anymore right Mm -hmm. we are growing up in a different country potentially than our parents or our grandparents so you know we can do away with some of those thoughts of I have to work till the day I die we Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to do that anymore but we need to start learning about money and how they handle money here in order to be able to take that time off um, and so for those that do, you know, want that assistance or, you know, need that help, how can they uh, reach you and how can they work with you? So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Well, at both, I have the same handle and it is at Our Wealth Matters. So if you guys want to learn about some more information completely free that's tailored to immigrants in the United States. You can also look at my freebie, which is in the link in my bios and on any of my social media profiles. But you could also go to my website, www.ourwealthmatters.com. And again, that's completely free to you. If you guys want individual one-on-one consultations, if you're like, no, Maribel, but I want to talk to you specifically about Mm -hmm. what's going on with my money, you can also look into that in my website. And you can go under coaching and you can see the offer right there. Um, basically, you'll get a Zoom call. You get the recording. You, that way you can repasarlo. Like you can go through it again, even mm-hmm. after our session. So you don't have to be like frantically trying to take notes and take it all in. Um, I know that doesn't work for me. And I prefer to focus on the individual and being like, let's answer all your questions in this coaching call. And then you can go through it again and start mm-hmm. implementing those things. 
yeah, definitely check her out. And she puts out a lot of information. Um, but other than that, I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>